Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Let's start the show. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Bully, and my co-host is Tony Abbott, and uh, we're both writers of Zone, at ZoneCoverage.com. Tony, how you doing? Ah, uh, you know, it's uh, it's. I, I think it's been a rough week for uh, for everyone, just kind of watching uh, what's what's been happening over the last uh, week and a half now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's scary times. It's been hard for me to. Uh, think about hockey. Uh, I actually really thank you, Joe, uh, for being able to go on Monday night and talk about it when I couldn't. Um, and, and like I, I couldn't write for the rest of the week either. Like it just felt real weird to talk about hockey. Um, I, I do want to echo uh, Joe's thoughts that he said on Monday and just say like uh, and say rest in power, George Floyd. Uh, I, I, I want to send uh, my, my complete support and solidarity with the people who are out there uh, risking their, uh, their bodily harm to, uh, to protest against the, uh, the police state that's been set up in Minnesota. Uh, I want to condemn not just the police department and call for them to be abolished because I, I definitely think that, uh, that at this point, you know, you can't watch you know, a, a week plus of, uh, of, you know, police gassing and firing rubber bullets at their own, uh, citizens and think like, oh, this is, this is something that, uh, that just like needs a couple of tweaks and it's all going to run fine. No, I, I think that I agree with, uh, with some members of the Minnesota or sorry, Minneapolis city council in saying that, uh, that no, this needs to be torn down completely rethought, completely built from the ground up. Uh, I support that 100%. Uh, I want to condemn the, uh, the uh, leaders in, uh, in charge, most notably, most notably Jacob Fry, mayor of Minneapolis and, and governor Tim Walls uh, for, uh, for allowing this to happen. Cause none of this had to happen. And there's not even a small bit of condemnation coming from them about the the violence that uh, the police force, which uh, should be under their control, and that they uh, should have all the power to stop, uh, and they're they're letting it happen, and that is just uh, horrifying to me personally and and uh and and all of it's kind of been weighing on me uh we're going to uh we're going to try to uh to talk about hockey today but i did want to uh to echo joe's thoughts uh uh, on monday and uh and uh put uh my own show of support out there for the people who are uh putting a lot of themselves on the line and i i just i just have to say thank you 
and if you guys out there listening can donate to uh, to bail funds to uh, to anything in terms of uh, mutual aid for the community, uh, please do so. Absolutely. All right, let's let's try to switch gears here. Um, I want to talk to you about. Uh, the the comments that was made by uh, on ESPN's first take has now kind of made the rounds. Uh, Max Kellerman from uh, from ESPN basically said nobody in the United States cares about hockey, and the joke is that every city has twenty thousand hockey fans in it, and they all have season tickets, which is why the stadiums are full, but the TV ratings don't do anything. And I just, I mean. I, I try not to pay attention to this because I feel like it is just straight trolling. Like everybody knows it's trolling, but they can't help themselves, but comment on it. And, 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 you know, hockey, hockey fans in general are probably one of the most, more sensitive fan bases out there. Oh, so when they, so when they see something like this, they take the chance of jumping on it. And I've tried to resist that, but you hey. hear from all 20,000 hockey fans in every city <laughs> when you say something like that. Absolutely. So uh, he's getting blasted by just about everybody, whether it's your your season ticket holder, your casual hockey fan, or your um, your I guess what do you call him your your national hockey people like Mike Milbury weighed in on the deal. Even um, really really odd. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on kind of what his comments were? Is he wrong? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like. Uh, who cares about hockey? Who cares about first take? But, like, is he wrong, Joe? So he also mentioned that hockey is not one of the main four major sports in the nation. I'm kind of like, okay, what other main four or what other sport would you put in there? Because So there's there's football, there's baseball, there is basketball. Those are, are the three clear things. That, what yeah. would be that fourth? Is, is soccer getting big enough to uh, to overtake that? I don't think it... I don't no. think it's there yet, or at least. But I, I. But also, like Joe, like we are, uh, we are two white people from Minnesota. Very um, much so. You know, like if you go, um, you know, if you go any any south of you know Minnesota uh, and, and out of hockey country, like uh, I'm sure there are, like you know, I, I know there are enclaves of hockey out in um, out in you know Los Angeles. And right. in Arizona and uh, and Texas, right? There are those fan bases there, but you know, like the, those aren't that big, and and it, and it doesn't expand because I don't think the NHL. Like, if it's true, it's the NHL's fault because they're not well, reaching right, yeah. out to uh, they're they're not reaching out to uh, you know people who aren't you know like white Minnesotans and white Canadians and there's not really that much in uh in their marketing to go out and get those fans like you know that you know when you uh when you show hockey in non-traditional markets and are able to get people to notice it or when people seek it out and find it for themselves right a mm-hmm. lot of them are, are real into it I think the most uh, famous yeah, one is uh the the most famous person to uh to make that discovery uh uh is Tony X yeah from like 6 years ago right um, yeah uh but like 
you know, uh, it, it is it is a very insular hockey community, and you're you're finally starting to see uh, people in the game start saying like, "Oh, wait a minute, we're way too insular. We're we're not uh, mm-hmm. welcoming to uh, people and communities of color enough." And like, if you aren't able to uh, go into markets where there are significant communities of color, or like. Everywhere, like, in Minnesota, there are significant communities of color, of course. But I mean, like, in, you know, Arizona or Texas or, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, any, yeah. If you're not able to go there and uh, and make an effort to reach those fans, they're going to watch something else. (laughs) Well, and here's the other thing that I think is a limit to hockey is the overall cost to really get into it and play the sticks are expensive. The skates are expensive. Your padding is expensive. Jerseys, all of that stuff is ice super expensive. Time. Plus just getting on the damn ice. You're, you're exactly right. Where baseball, you, you just need a, 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 you know, bats are relatively cheap, um, comparatively speaking. And they don't break like hockey sticks do. Well, and um, you, if you don't have a bat, you can just get a stick. You know, you yeah. can play wiffle ball. Yeah, There's no ball, wiffle hockey. Right, but uh, balls and gloves are, are, are relatively cheap to get into. Um, basketball, you, you can go to there. There's, you can pretty much play that at any rec center or or park that's out there. Um, so it's cheap to do that. Um, and then like football, you don't need ice. That's that's the big limiter. There is like football can be expensive with all the pads and stuff, and you might still get concussions from it. But still, like. Overall, football you could play in the backyard and and try to emulate the guys that you're that you're watching on TV and stuff like that, um, and play tackle football at your own uh, risk. But you know it's still cheap to do that. Hockey is just way more expensive, so I'm wondering if that's also like a huge barrier as well to uh, just people finding it and falling in love with it. Because I do agree with you that when people get exposed to the game, they they follow what it is, they learn the rules. They become passionate hockey fans, and I think that uh, um, that that there's something to that. That the NHL is probably somewhat to blame. Uh, I do think that uh, some of the uh, the club, uh, like like Michigan and Massachusetts, where they have club level hockey rather than community based hockey, kind of inhibits some of that as well because it is becomes more insular that way as well. You you have to be more of a club rather than just a, a kid kind of growing up in the in the community and just gets to start playing with with other kids so anyways yeah max kellerman though i don't know what else you put there um it's not lacrosse even though i I actually don't mind lacrosse i don't think it's um i don't think it's soccer at this point but uh maybe we can get uh i don't know soccer's growing though man like (laughs) minnesota united fc like it's a a real thing we could get cornhole to be maybe the top like cornhole, <laughs> right? Four major sport is Hell cornhole. Yeah. Curling maybe? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. No, okay. But uh, but, but so. that's my thing is is if you want uh, if you want hockey to be back in that conversation as as one of the four major sports, uh, it's got to be marketed to more than just like white Canadians named Gord. <laughs> Why'd you pick that name? Because uh, everybody in Canada is named Gord. I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, today uh, we also have some news from the NHL about uh, some extra details about their playoff format. So I do want to get into that in the next segment. But first, I do want to talk to you about rockauto.com. You will smell what the Rock Auto is cooking. <laughs> uh, rockauto.com is a, a family-owned business that they've been selling uh, your your car parts now online for about the last 20 years. So, again, I mentioned that in the last time I read one of these. That the staying power in this dot-com age is, is pretty crazy when uh, when you see dot-coms kind of get spun up by just every major corporation as well as, as the underground roots, and they're able to continue to do this now. Uh, also, they, their catalog is gigantic and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices that you prefer. So uh, another thing that's great is, you know, your local chain store that uh, you go to, they also have reserved pricing for the mechanics. And that's fair. I mean, they, they got to protect kind of the people that are their normal customers as well. Um, and but at, the, but at the same time, you go to rockauto.com, it's a level playing field. You get the same price as what that mechanic does too. So they're not, you're not, you don't have to feel like you're getting that extra markup passed on to you as, as like your do it, do it yourself or just trying to get an oil change or something. So definitely check out rockauto.com and uh, let them know that uh, Lockdown Wild sent you. And, uh, and to be clear, the Rock Auto is cooking up deals. <laughs> Welcome back to Locked On Wild. Here it's Joe and Tony back again on your Friday. Uh, hey, Tony, um, did you see that there is a little glimmer of hope for potentially seeing Kirill Kaprasov in a Minnesota Wild uniform yet this year when they return to play? Yeah, it looks like the NHLPA is uh, is doing something uh, that is extremely noble and worthy, and that <laughs> is bringing our boy Kirill Kaprasov over to Minnesota. Pew, pew, pew. Burr, 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 burr. Remix. Wait, no, that's different. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, there, there is, uh, there is hope there, and and God, could uh, could the Wild really use Kirill Kaprizov to be uh, to be under contract? Because um, I don't know if we've addressed it on the podcast yet, um, but just uh, we've been writing about it forever. It seems like too. Just how uh, just how messed up that is. Oh yes, yes, we did talk about Kaprizov. Uh, we can still address it because ringer. <laughs> yeah, so so we we did talk about it a little bit, but just to, to just to recap, uh, Minnesota is running into a snag in, in signing Kaprizov because Kaprizov wants to play for this playoff. Normally, he would be able to, uh, but the NHL for whatever reason is dragging their feet because they are dumb. <laughs> Dum dumb. No kidding. But seriously, yeah. So, uh, you know, the latest thing was like, there's no way the NHL is moving on this at all. And then uh, lo and behold, uh, the Athletic released an article basically saying the NHL is picking up this fight. And, you know, it is weird because he's not technically signed, so he's not a Players Association member yet. But this is a rule that has been longstanding and collectively bargained. And so... It is, you know, if the NHL is going to arbitrarily come up with these new rules or change rules kind of on the fly and make it up as they go, like if that's a collectively bargained thing, it has to get approved by the PA, I would assume. 
And it's collectively bargained for a reason, right? Because, right. you know, it, it's a benefit for players uh, to uh, to be able to knock off an entry-level season that quick. And if they are able to arbitrarily cut it off now without a fight, then, you know, what, what after this? Are they going to be able to do it next year? I mean, we don't know. Uh, and and this is uh, this is another really scary thing about the world is uh, we don't know when uh, when COVID if COVID is ever going to be not a thing anymore. Right, exactly. So are they just going to be able to uh, to uh, deny that in perpetuity? Could uh, could set a precedent <laughs> no, no. if the PA doesn't fight? And we are rooting for the PA. Go PA. That is different because uh, as I wrote in my article, I think last Friday that I barely squeezed out um, the NHL is also going to allow expanded rosters. Uh, They're going to allow, I think up to 28 skaters and basically as many goaltenders as they can carry. So it's a no doubter, no brainer to bring up Kacken and the AHL goaltender of the year and Matt Robson, his backup to potentially be there in case any goalie just does not even, is not able to come back and find their form uh, like in the case of uh, Alex Taylock or Devin Dubnik, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so you're going to allow that to happen. And then you're going to have these extra eight skaters on top of it. Like you're going to get Jerry Mayhew. You're going to get Sam Annis up here. You're going to get Brennan Manel. You're going to get Louis Belpedio. Like those are the first four off the top of my, and and maybe in definitely like a Nico Sherm, that's five right there. Right off the top, that makes sense for the Wild to bring up from Iowa. Mm. They're essentially ringers, right? Because if they can come in and and basically be inserted in the lineup whenever and not in an emergency sort of situation like they could have in years past, what's the difference? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any difference at all. We've talked about it. Uh, we talked about it before. And... Yeah, it just Kaprizov needs to be under contract with the Wild. It just needs to happen. Make it happen. God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> just let it happen. Quit sticking it to the Wild. Jeez. Uh, I did mention Jerry Mayhew. He was named the AHL MVP. So not only did uh, the Iowa Wild have the the league MVP, but they also had the uh, the league top goaltender as well. That's some pretty big bonafides, I guess, uh, coming out of the Iowa Wild and the Minnesota Wild system, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a really great season for him, for sure. And absolutely. he absolutely deserves it. He scored uh, just a ridiculous amount of goals. And not even playing a, a full season uh, still manages to uh, to crack almost uh, 40 goals. Um, so it, it's well-deserved. You know, there's uh, there's also the, the thing about him being... Uh, 27. So, you know, it might not ever, you know, result in him being, you know, an NHL guy. You know, he's not a prospect in the same way that, like, Matt Bold right. is a prospect or, um, right. Even, even, I, I would say, even Nico Sturm is a prospect, even though I, I think, uh, Mayhew might well be better than, uh, than Nico Sturm. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, like we've advocated for him before, you know, like just try him out in a Justin Fontaine role. Yeah, absolutely. So and then uh, I, we kind of talked about this internally. I don't know if we talked about it necessarily on the podcast, but uh, Kakinen winning that uh, AHL goaltender of the uh, 
of this of the year and um you know it kind of came out of nowhere like he wasn't necessarily a highly touted goalie prospect um for really anybody and here he is went taking home some hardware in the AHL and probably a, a promising sign for uh the the Minnesota Wild goaltending prospect pool yeah i mean great for him right um you know he had a, he had a real great second half of the season uh, where he was absolutely dominant and uh, and went on quite the streak, um, and uh, yeah, I think that he should absolutely be in the mix for uh, uh, in NHL spot next year. I would like to see him paired with a uh, a more you know veteran type who can handle maybe fifty games. But I think you could probably do a lot worse, including you know maybe some of the options in house than uh, <laughs> than putting in Capo in for uh, for thirty games next year. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, some pretty big news uh, there, and um, we want to definitely a hat tip and a stick tap to uh, to the AHL players uh, for the Minnesota Wild because uh, they had a a really solid season that was really cut short. And uh, this doesn't even touch on like Brennan Manella either. And I I wrote about him in uh, one of my articles as well. And uh, just overall a solid season and uh, hopefully something to look forward to for the Minnesota Wild as we go into the future. So Mm -hmm. uh, I know I did talk about uh, the details for the playoff format. We are going to get into that in the next segment, but I do want to talk first about Built Bar. Check out builtbar.com. You can read up on everything that they do. Um, talk, it even I'm on their website right now, and it actually talks about kind of their science behind it. You know, they, they talk about how many protein and nutrition bars are out there, and, uh, you know, they all taste probably about the same, and kind of they all kind of taste like cardboard. Built Bar does not. It's soft, easy, gooey, easy to choose, uh, easy to chew, and um, plenty of selection to choose from. Uh, they've got, I think, uh, the last time I saw was 16 amazing flavors. Then they just added about four uh, for another uh, four flavors, so it's a total of 20. And um, you know what? They're all uh, high in protein, low in carbohydrates, and with clean ingredients. And if that matters to you about putting clean ingredients into your body, uh, that's, that's a big selling point right there. Um, and uh, we've been saying this now for a while, but uh, if you go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on at checkout, you'll get $10 off your first order. If you use promo code locked on at buildbar.com. So a pretty awesome deal there. And uh, you know what? It, we're all looking for uh, for a good deal around here. Not many places are having sales or even offering discounts right now. Uh, it's not quite price gouging, but they're also not going on sale either. So uh, this is a pretty awesome deal to snatch up while you can. Go to BuiltBar.com. You promo code locked on for that $10 off. That's Built Bar. You will smell what Built Bar is cooking. <laughs> and we're back here on Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony. Uh, Tony, the NHL finally came out with a few more details on their playoff format for when they return to play. Now, we don't have a date yet, but... Uh, sounds like they've kind of uh, laid out how long the series are going to be uh, and how matchup round uh, matchups in each round will be determined. Um, so uh, here's a couple of the details. Let so the me series... tell you something, Joe. Yeah, I haven't had a date in over a year. Really? I, I don't know. I just really that okay. was funny to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of borderline sad. Mm. I mean, you're married, so I guess it happens. But... You know. You know it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
series lengths are going to be a best of five series in the qualifying round and all other rounds are going to be a best of seven. We kind of knew that, right? Uh, there was some debate, right? There was some debate that the uh, the first official round or whatever was going to be a best of five, but uh, for sure it's best of seven now, huh? Yeah, the first official round, not the qualifying round. It'll yeah, be best of five. So. So. that sounds about right. Yeah, I think we I think we kind of knew that, but uh, they've at least confirmed that uh, the seating format. And here's what the NHL has said. In each succeeding round of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, the highest remaining seed in each conference will face the lowest remaining seed. The second highest seed or second highest remaining seed in each conference will face the second lowest remaining seed. So it sounds like they're going to kind of do some reseeding as uh, as it goes along. That will be the first time that they've done that since they moved the divisional playoff, which is kind of interesting. I think we've all been kind of asking for a reseeding though, haven't we? Uh, definitely a lot of people. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it matters so much to me. I think people get really mad when, uh, when their team gets a bad matchup in round two, like, uh, like when Washington and Pittsburgh do, uh, or when the wild face, the Canucks or the, the Blackhawks. Yeah. I think people get, uh, I think people get, uh, real upset about that. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like just like Saying to myself, you know, if if the Penguins and and Capitals match up in round two, then just mm-hmm. like watch a fun series. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know yeah. what everyone gets so mad. I mean, I, I know it's not fair, and like people are kind of obsessed about you know what's fair and what's not fair. But like, it it doesn't matter to me either way. Yeah, yeah i I know there's a lot of people that have been asking for that. To me, it's been. I don't know. I think if you want a more favorable matchup, you should be trying to be in the top three. <laughs> so, well, uh, that's I mean, that, where that's I'm the still... thing, right? Like, uh, like top three teams will uh, will meet each other in the second round sometimes. So, like, it's not super fair, but at the same time, like, you gotta you gotta beat good teams. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's really what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, it's the postseason for crying out loud. You know, I mean. They're, you're going to have a good team pretty much at every corner, whether they're the eight seed. And, and we all have seen and we all know this, the story of the uh, the L.A. Kings, you know, the eighth seed that won the cup. I mean, that's the way hockey is, too, because of just random the randomness that takes place in the game as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, on to the round robin tiebreaker. Uh, the top four teams of each conference will be broken. Uh, we'll, we'll play in a. Uh, a round robin tournament to determine seating. If there is a tie, it'll be broken by regular season points percentage. So, say the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and and the um, I don't know who else is out east. Is it is it the Capitals Boston. or something? Is it Boston? Okay. So say Tampa and Boston tie in on overall wins. They both go like two and one or something like that. Or and and there's a tie at the top their uh, points percentage would, would win out. And so whoever had the highest points percentage, which I think is Boston right now. Yeah. Boston uh, would have won the, uh, I I guess they did win the president's trophy. Yeah. So they would have gotten the, uh, they'd also get the, uh, the, they hold the tiebreaker then if that particular scenario would have played out as well. So, and then uh, those, those particular teams, those top four, the seeds will remain the same through the, the, the playoffs as well. So they'll all, they'll, the teams that partake in the round robin 
whenever they once they finally wrap up and and they get their seedings one through four, they will remain either one through four all the way through. They're not going to change that up. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to be lower seeds that kind of change uh, as as the playoffs move along. Uh, so no real, I mean, that sounds pretty fair though, doesn't it? No real comment on that. Yeah. I mean, it it sounds as as fair as it can be, I guess. Like maybe, uh, well, it it sounds as fair as it can be in terms of like, maybe it's not fair to Boston that, uh, that they might not be in the first seed, but at the same time, like if you have a qualifying round and then teams are like, well, we're going in completely cold, right. Then they'll complain about that. And, uh, exactly. So this is a way to at least get the teams to have some legs under them. So they're not just going into a cold against a team that has already played, you know, four or five games of a, of a high leveraged, um, you know, hockey. Mm. Uh, home ice is going to be determined by the higher seed uh, in the qualifying round. The higher seeded team will be designated as the home team in games one, two and five. Lower seeded team will be designated games three and four and and the big thing about the underdog which the wild would be to vancouver is that the uh if you can break serve on uh on games one and two you have a real good chance of trying to clinch those in three and four if you can win those if you can hold serve at home then um and that's just the nature of these short series like you can really put the pressure on fast if you're able to steal one from from vancouver yeah, and like anything can happen on a five game series too. I think uh, I think the better team for the better team to win like eighty percent of the time, these uh, like a, a a series would need to be the best of like fifty three or mm-hmm. something wild like that. Right. Um, so like if you make it even shorter with the five game series, then like for sure anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh... This is going to be the same format for uh, the rest of the series that are the seven game series. Uh, sounds like the in the Stanley Cup final home home ice is uh, determined by the team with the higher regular season points percentage. So they're going to change that a little bit. It's not going to necessarily be higher seed. It's going to be higher points percentage once they get to the final. Makes sense. At least it means that the regular season at least meant a little bit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people people might say, like, you know, I fairly or not, that uh, the regular season might not mean anything if you let, uh, say, 24 teams in out of 31. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I could see that, you know, when, when you're when you're letting in, like, basically the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh into uh into into the thing then uh yeah some people might uh you know might have something to say about the regular season not mattering but yeah you're right at least at least at least it's a a tiny little bit <laughs> uh especially for those people that uh are proponents for the regular season being the only thing that should matter oh uh i i i think you baited me into talking about this before <laughs> uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make fun of soccer people again. But uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. I mean, is the round robin going to be kind of like Olympic pool play, where those those teams kind of play each other, and then like as they advance to the medal round, that's kind of how that's 
going to play out where they get like a points per how many games that they played or is it straight up wins? That'd be kind of interesting to see how that goes too. I'm just, I, I just want to watch the games. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. hear about just like the, the rules and like, no, not, not, not like knocking on you. Like we, you know, we got news to right. talk about, so we got to talk about the news. I'm not saying anything about that, but it's just like, Oh, get on with it. Yeah. I did hear though that uh yes get on with it didn't didn't we hear a rumor that the get nhl was on with it! <laughs> that the... <laughs> that sounded borderline seinfeld get on with it no no that's not it at all come on um anyways uh i thought i heard that they're gonna start opening up team facilities here soon too so whether that's next week or or the following week i thought it was coming real soon that players are gonna be able to chance to start working out and skating again uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I hope it's I hope it's longer, actually. Like, I hope they're not able to skate until, like, the night before training camp starts because I really want yeah. those gains that Kevin Fiala to get or is getting now in Sweden. I want those gains to uh, to carry over, and I just want him to be like... <laughs> I, I want him to look like if you put Sonic and everyone else looks like they're in, like, a Mario underwater level. Yeah, we want him to fly by all the Canucks players who, whose groins would be tender at the time that they get on the ice. That's right. I I, I want as long as as long as Kevin Fiala is the best player on the ice, I will I will happily watch everybody blow out a groin. <laughs> all right, Tony, that's gonna do it for today's show. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ohio Tony. You can also uh, follow my work at ZoneCoverage.com. You can follow my work on Fridays at ZoneCoverage.com and follow me on Twitter at Joe Boo. That's J-O-E-B-O-U-1-5. That's going to do it for today's show. And if you liked today's show, please, please hit the subscribe button on your device so it sends it to you every time there's a new episode. And that way you don't have to do any extra work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. You can follow the podcast on Twitter just look up at Lockdown Wild. You can also get in touch with us via email. Just email us at lockdownwild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Wild, and be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.